Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Picture this. It's the 1980s. And the most feared man in America is from Brownsville, New York. His name is Iron Mike Tyson. Now scratch that. Picture this. It's the 1990s. And the most feared man in America is named Iron Mike Tyson. You know, no, no, wait, hold on. Picture this. It's the 2000s, and the most feared man. You get the idea. There were three black men who ruled the world during this time. It was Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, and it was Mike Tyson. And everybody wanted to be Mike. The only question was, which Mike do you want to be? (laughs) Mike Tyson, as you've never seen him before, in this one-of-a-kind ABC News docuseries, Mike Tyson, The Knockout, The Climb, the crash and the comeback of his boxing career. The man who was undisputed at world heavyweight champion from 1987 to 1990. His first win at 20, making him the youngest fighter to hold the title. You're going to hear from people like actress Rosie Perez, the first lady of boxing. Mike Tyson was called the baddest man on the planet because he was the baddest man on the planet. The four-hour series is also going to take a look into his personal life, which has been riddled with controversy. If you are a lover of this podcast, you are a lover of storytelling. You definitely don't want to miss ABC News's Mike Tyson, The Knockout. Boom. Welcome to Mike Tyson's world. The staggering documentary event premieres Tuesday night, May 25th on ABC and next day on Hulu. Hi, everyone. Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. And you're listening to Throwing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka. And now here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka. And today we have a special guest. We have Prim Saripapat. How you doing? Boom. You nailed it. I'm doing great. Yes, my Wikipedia page is accurate. Fairly. (laughs) They might have gotten some things wrong. I'm looking through it. They might have gotten some things wrong in there, but I mean, who knows who's adding whatever to this? How are you guys doing? Good. 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 <laughs> um, Prim Saripa Pat is an American tennis player. She was previously a television anchor on ESPN. Saripa Pat was the co host of Spain and Prim on ESPN Radio. And now it's time for the one or the two with J Skills tennis or piano? Tennis. Wimbledon or U.S. Open? U.S. Open. Venus or Serena? Ah. You gotta pick one. Serena. 
Agassi or Sampras? Agassi. Federer or Nadal? Oh, uh, a lot of people aren't going to like, but I like Rafa. I do too. <laughs> He's got that grit. Yeah. Djokovic or Murray? <laughs> uh, I'll go with Andy Murray. Uh, Naomi Osaka or Sloan Stevens? Osaka. Madison Keys or Coco Goff? Oh, um, I love both. And I love Osaka and Sloan too, but um, Coco because she's just, she's the up and comer. Yeah. Simona Halep or Ashley Barty? Uh, Simona Halep. Indoor or outdoor tennis? Hmm, outdoor. Clay or hardcore? Hardcore. I'm a hardcore player. Oh, actually, no, I'm not. People have dubbed me as a clay quarter, but I grew up in America, so hardcore. Uh, the Big Bang Theory or Adam and Eve? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Is that an answer? Yeah, you can that? Uh, Harry Potter or Twilight? Neither. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk or Steve Jobs? Uh, Steve Jobs. I don't know if you listen to J. Cole, but Forest Hills Drive or the offseason? Offseason. Drake or Kendrick? Kendrick. Michael B. Jordan or Adam Driver? Michael B. Tom Brady or LeBron? Uh, LeBron. Ben Affleck or A-Rod? Huh, that's an interesting pair. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with Ben Affleck. I don't know, gravitating towards that. Uh, would you rather see a Black Batman or Black James Bond? Oh, um, a Black Batman. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Italy or France? Mm, Italy. Pizza all day. I could eat pizza all day. Beethoven or Mozart? Beethoven. Black <laughs> or white sneakers? Black. I'm where I always wear black. It's because I'm too messy. <laughs> uh, Bart or Lisa Simpson? <laughs> Lisa Simpson. <laughs> Peter or Stewie Griffin? Neither. <laughs> uh, Tulips or orchids? Orchids. Playing tournament or wild card weekend? Playing tournament. Kenny Mayne or Dan Patrick? Interesting. Uh, I guess Kenny Mayne? Question mark? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah Spain or Mina Kimes? Ah, uh, both. <laughs> Bridesmaids or wedding crashers? Bridesmaids. <laughs> Ray or Ali? Uh, Ali. Keeping a, a journal or keeping a schedule? Ooh, both. I love both. I do both. I do journal first and then I do my schedule. Kwame Brown or Matt Barnes? Kwame Brown. <laughs> Nora Jones or Alicia Keys? Um, Alicia. Clive Davis or Puff Daddy? Mm, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. Mary J or Whitney Houston? 
Whitney Houston. TikTok or IG? IG. Peloton or walking in your neighborhood? Peloton. <laughs> Chef's table or house hunters? Ooh, um, I, I love Chef's table. Shark Tank or American Idol? Shark Tank. Remembering what you were about to say or sneezing when you were waiting on it to come? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Remembering what you're about to say, like when you lose your train of thought and you remember it, or when you sneeze when you were waiting on the sneeze to come? Um, the sneezing situation. <laughs> For sure. Laptop or iPad? Laptop. Old movies or new movies? Oh, old movies. Anybody that knows me, like I'm like the worst with movies. I just watched the same thing over and over for 30 years. What's your favorite movie? You don't want to know. I don't really have one, but I, I've been known to watch Corky Romano. So that's, I'm, I'm like a really <laughs> bad movie watcher. <laughs> Very random <laughs> entry. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, <laughs> I have bad taste. Uh, LA or NY? NY. And the last one? Duke or Carolina? Obviously Duke. <laughs> yeah. That was a one. I mean, <laughs> that was an easy one. We named our son Duke, so I can't really pick go the other way. Squeaky doors, clogs, sinks, finicky engines. When things break around the house, you take care of it. However, when something's off in the bedroom, you just try not to think about it. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? That's a problem that needs to be fixed. So take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you and find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M right now and you'll get $15 off your first month. It's really time to take care of your ED. Remember, get started today. You'll save $15 on your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. Well, that was definitely cool. Uh, some of them, some of them things I didn't even know what they were when Jason asked. I was just like, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> I'm going to drink my water in the back and mind my business. Um, but let's 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 take some time traveling and, and go back and, and talk about young Prim. Uh, what was your connection with uh, playing tennis with your family? Uh, my parents just started something that they picked up when we were living. Uh, I was born in Mexico, Missouri, and they just picked it up. And my older brother, who's five years older than I am, he started playing. And then naturally, as a baby of the family, I picked it up, uh, but obviously much younger than everybody else did. So I was seven years old when I started and um, just, I don't remember my first time on the tennis court, but it, was, it just started out as like a fun family thing to do and kind of grew from there. What was the tradition of getting Dairy Queen or KFC after? Yeah, I don't, it's just like one of those, I don't re really remember how it started, but it would always be during the summer 
and it was really hot. And I think because my dad worked, so we would often go at nighttime and also they didn't want to play in dead smack in the middle of the day. So we would go out at like maybe like six or seven o'clock and we would play for, you know, maybe like 30 minutes, an hour, sometimes two hours. And it was so humid, it was so hot. And then afterwards we would, my dad loves KFC, which ironically, I just had KFC for the first time in like many years. I'm pregnant. So gave myself the, the pass on that. And um, we would, my dad and my mom would always take us to KFC or Dairy Queen after we played tennis. It was just like a nice little treat afterwards. Do you remember any specific favorite orders? As well, the KFC, I mean, we didn't do anything exciting. We just did, we just got the family meal with the coleslaw and mashed potatoes and biscuits. And then every once in a while, my mom and I would get the, um, there's like this like strawberry shortcake sundae or something. I don't even know if they still have it. Um, and then from Dairy Queen, I think I would just get like a sundae or something, but it was, yeah, it was just like a normal banana split sundae. Yeah, I think I remember the KFC, like, it's kind of like, not a parfait, but it was like some like strawberry treat. Yeah. It was pretty delicious, yeah. I wonder uh, if they still have that. I don't know. Um, I, haven't, I haven't been to KFC probably like nine years. I hadn't either. And all I know is that we waited for a little while for our chicken mm -hmm. uh, tenders and, um, and the mashed potato size was really small. So I was like, I don't know if this is like a thing where fast food isn't fast anymore because I hardly ever go, but you know, it was still good. Yeah. Uh, what was your relationship with climbing trees? <laughs> I was just like, I was like a little monkey. I loved getting into stuff and I loved climbing and I would always climb trees at my house by the tennis courts, red bud trees were the best that just the way the branches were, how they grew, they were like very wide and they also started lower. And I love just climbing and hanging up in the tree. Sometimes I would sit there for an hour or two, read a book. Um, it was just like, you know, it was just like a thing. And I've always been my, this, my upper body strength has always been fairly uh, strong compared to my body weight. So I could always like pull myself up to different places. And so that was like my, that was like my thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could relate as far as climbing trees, just because there's so much like ants, like an ant trail. I, that's probably like a small fear of mine, like seeing like ants, like like touching a group yeah. of ants at the same time or like trying to scale. Um, but I did like I was able to like I learned how to like hop fences and stuff like that because we used to hoop on like there's like basketball course, like the blacktop and like mm. school would be out. So like these gates were like super high. And I would just kind of scale it off of like two, two treks of it and then flip my body over. And yes. I remember, uh, I remember, and, and probably Jason could relate, uh, flipping over and my shirt getting caught. Yeah, I was, I and actually the just whole had this thing vision. Just goes, and it just right. tears straight down. And I'm just kind of like, ah. so I would just end up playing basketball with like no shirt because I would just toss the shirt after that because like it's just, <laughs> it just was just too, too, too cut. But like, yeah, it was, it was a fun time because. I probably messed up my knees like that long term, just jumping off high gates and just kind of plopping down. Did but, you do it that often? Oh, I did it so many times because it was just more so like a thing to do. Like I would just kind of like, like I it was it. if I was like long, like if I was high jumping over something, because like I would just catapult over, like swing my legs over. 
I feel yeah. like that was like a daily thing, like because I used to go to the little elementary school down the street from my house. Who? Yeah, I mean the, the like, gates were like roughly like maybe six feet. It wasn't like nothing crazy, but just the idea of like you see your friend do it, so you're gonna do it, and yeah. then after a while you just get kind of good at it. So you stick your hand. I mean, you stick your foot in that little, the little, you know, especially like the the octagon type shaped yep. gates, and then you can just kind of scale up and just flip over. I can climb. Uh, tennis players don't have hops. We don't have any vertical. Like you're lucky if you can sneak a credit card behind, like underneath our feet if we jump. But that's the difference between tennis and basketball, though. I am easily the worst tennis player ever, <laughs> ever. I, took- I actually highly doubt that because if you played ball, there's actually a lot of similarities. So the so the movement, yes, the movement okay. for sure, which. I forgot who was trying to tell me. I think it was like one of the instructors out at, in my college. It was 40 degrees. We're out on like this like kind of interesting court. And I'm getting so frustrated because I can't like really kind of hit it where I wanted the ball to go. So I'm like, yo, I got so much respect for tennis players. But now that I'm in New York City and um, physically, I don't think I'm going to be able to just play at a high level of basketball like I want to. So yeah. I'm going to probably get my permit and start playing out here at these parks in, in New York. So good for you. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. Something yeah. Also 40 degrees, like nothing's fun in 40 degrees unless you're. Yeah. Sweating. It was, so they was, they was forcing horrible. it. They was forcing it in Iowa. It was like one of those winter courses. It was just like, nah, you sure we want to do this right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course you didn't like playing. T- of course you didn't play well. I wouldn't play well in 40 degree <laughs> weather. Yeah. That's not a good situation. You need some warm climate. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever hoop on those uh, basketball courts that were on a tennis court? Uh, not necessarily. Actually, like at, cl- at like like a like not country clubs, but like those clubs that kind of yeah. just you know they had like if you signed up at a certain time, they would remove the net. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have, I have. I forgot where it was, but yeah, now I have. It was that's interesting because. You know, mostly basketball is kind of focused on the lines and stuff like that. Right. And seeing those lines would just throw me all the way off. Like, what's yeah. out? You have to create yeah. your kind of your own rules. Like, all right, yeah. if you pass this double line there, that's the out of bounds line. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. similar to volleyball. Hey, there would the be random outs, like out lines when niggas mm-hmm. play on the <laughs> basketball court. Like, you just like, is that out? I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Speaking of basketball and tennis colliding. So during the pandemic, I think it was Federer or somebody who was doing like the whole challenge of like a hundred volleys in a row on the wall. Mm-hmm. Cause it was, everyone was bored, didn't have anything else to do. So I was, we were in Manhattan at the time. And so I was trying to hit off 100 volleys off the backboard on a back. I would be so court. tired. That's dope. That looks it's like. Actually yeah. not. It looks yeah. fun. It looks fun, but I'm just saying like my my that like me's trying to shoot on a little court like the little mini court yeah i can't i can't like post the 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 weight of the ball in the basket so sometimes i'm either throwing it too hard or too short oh yeah so i feel like if i'm trying to do that i'll probably get it going like five times and i'll try to show off like yo jason look and we <laughs> knock the ball over the <laughs> gate and it's over. Like it's, it's, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie and just say like, oh, I would do that with ease. Nah. Cause my you only hand, have like one speed. It's just like, but also my, my attention, like I got really bad ADHD and like mm. my attention span, like that's why I was never good at baseball 
and um golf. Cause oh, like at top yeah. golf, I'm like, I'll I'll get in the motion and then I'm like, I like lose focus of the ball and I'm like trying to kill the ball. Like it just doesn't work out that bad. I mean, I don't have ADHD and I'm not a fan of baseball. It's too slow. So, and so is golf. So, you know, it's all good. With tennis, (laughs) do you think tennis is the, is the sport that like requires the most endurance? Because I'll be watching them and like those five set matches and like, even, you know, the women going in the three set matches and just like, Man, I'm you, you know, basketball has a, it requires a lot of endurance too, but you take significant breaks in basketball. Like you got halftime, you you don't play every single minute of the game. With tennis, like you it's just you. Yeah, I mean, I would I mean, running a marathon requires probably more endurance, I would say, cuz then you're definitely going for 3-4 hours, but yeah, tennis is is definitely one of the harder ones. I think what's made it so unique is that you have to use both your your fast and kind of like your slow twitch muscles. So it requires a lot of sprinting and short bursts, you know, because the the points go for maybe 30, 45 seconds, but then you also have to play these long periods of time, especially for the men too. So, I mean, I would say marathon runners are probably their endurance is way better than us, but we're also, I think generally speaking, probably like faster and better sprinters. I think I like categorize the non-ball sports different from the ball sports, if that makes sense. Like, like running. I do. Are you saying that they're not? I'm not saying that they're not athletes. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I think. <laughs> I mean, when you when you add hand-eye coordination into yeah, yeah, yeah. the activity, it becomes that much more difficult. I believe. Yes. Uh, but I have all the respect in the world for them because I cannot do what they do at all. I felt you treading very lightly there. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I categorize. You're like, how should I say this? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I also think that there's a major difference between competing indoors versus outdoors. So like outdoors, you got sun, wind. And if you're running, you're sprinting against the wind, it, it really gets tiring. But if you're indoors playing basketball or even like tennis I can go much longer when I'm indoors because it's just you don't have to fight anything in there what's your relationship with ballet yeah so I started dance when I was four I did also you know just the jazz hip-hop tap all that other gymnastics all that stuff and then at seven I started doing ballet pretty seriously and um, I did that for about five years And I got to the point where it was essentially between tennis or ballet. And um, so I kind of checked out some ballet schools and, you know, drove to St. Louis to try out one and um, ended up choosing tennis at 12 years old. Yo, Prim, what don't you do? (laughs) You do it all. I don't do a lot of things. I don't do a lot of things. Hey, but you, you, you got, you doing all the like talented stuff, like. No, no, no. Tennis, I, I tried playing basketball and it was ballet. Okay. And then the next subject is piano and other instruments. <laughs> what other instruments do you play besides piano? Uh, clarinet and saxophone. What are your favorite between those three? No, oh, piano for sure. Okay. Clar- clarinet, I mean, that's not one of those things that you can pull out and be like, hey, let me just sit down and pull out the reed because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen how a clarinet saxophone works, but you got to pull out this wooden reed mm-hmm. and you got to stick it in. And 
and it, you got to change it over time. Otherwise, just like a bunch of spit just gets on there. It's just really right. disgusting. Like, you know, you can sit on there and, you know, tickle the ivories and, and play and flow and all that other stuff. But I will say that listening to, to a good jazz musician, blues, like that's, that's awesome. I can't, I can't rip like that, but I, I do love piano. I don't know how to play any instruments and I'm, I still envy people that can. That's the one thing because I like, I love music. I can listen to mm. everything except country. I tried country. The mm-hmm. only, only artist I think I got into was like Jason Aldean or something like that. Cause I was in mm. Iowa. I was in Iowa and they just was playing it like crazy. I remember it was like a new album that came out. Um, but besides that, I'd be like, yo, if I can play the drums, if I don't play the piano, yeah. I feel like the drums. You said what? I wish I could play the drums. I, the drums I, is really, it looks really cool. Yeah. I love um, it. My cousin is like a, I, I don't know how to call it. I guess he's just a jazz player, you know, like overall. Yeah. But he has like albums and things like that. My cousin, Markwell Jordan, he he's dope. And he's been doing it since like, he probably was like 17, 18 years old. He's been in newspapers, yeah. played in like different things out, of, out in Chicago and I always thought that was really cool. And I'm just like, yo, maybe I can pick it up. And I like never tried to do it. And also at like all the schools I went to, like they never had, they never offered any like classes like that where you rent mm-hmm. an instrument and you have to learn it. Like, so I never mm-hmm. was pressured to get in and learn. Cause like some of our guests, they've had some, some interesting talents and I'm like, yo, you know how to play this? What did, <laughs> what did Kazim know how to play? um what did he uh damn. like a trombone yeah it was a trombone yeah like <laughs> yeah that's crazy like, when he was saying it, it made me think of trombone shorty <laughs> yeah, trombone. <laughs> yeah, yeah i remember that um nah yeah i man i, I played guitar for like i actually took guitar lessons for like a year and yeah. much now that's like, now that's the one i feel like you yeah know, and you that was just, all right but i just didn't stick with it i wish i would have like because that was my shit man like playing instruments is so fun it is. It's, I feel like exposure is really important. You know what I mean? I hope to, you know, with our son to um, expose him to a lot of different music. I try, we try to play different kinds of music and I'm hoping to maybe start him and see if he likes it, piano or drums. I feel like, I feel like if you're, you're a kid, male or female, and you can play the drums and play the drums really well, mm-hmm. like you're just kind of, labeled cool for the rest yeah. i don't know maybe. <laughs> i mean but if, right if you can let if you can rip on the drums just that's so cool yeah. yeah so what uh what are some of your favorite pop songs to play on the piano because i remember when i had the guitar i used to play yeah. bad boy for life it was like <gasps> on that era uh and that was like a little easy guitar so you was over here riffing that <laughs> <laughs> I am the worst person to ask because I was, I was, I'm very textbook. So I was taught to read music, whereas most musicians are more talented where they can just like, let it, you know, just play and free flow and all that other stuff. So I never really played a ton of pop music, uh, pop music. Um, I mean, they would be it was more classical because that's how I was taught. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anything. So what was, your, I, <laughs> what was your classical? Was it Beethoven's Ninth? What were you doing? 
Yeah, I was doing it just like all the general typical classical music, um, Mozart, Beethoven. I would play some of the Disney songs, Cats, Broadway songs, Over the Rainbow, just a lot of those like Broadway. The Disney was, I think Aladdin had come out at the time, the main, the theme song, um, A Whole New World, Beauty and the Beast. I loved all the Disney songs that were coming out because I think I was like 12 or something at that time, so... I loved playing all of those. Yeah, uh, Aladdin had some jams in there. You ain't never had a friend like me. Uh, yeah, whole yeah, world. You are so cute. How do you know that song? <laughs> I mean, because like I was also like the light skinned kid at in school, so they used to, like snap them in, call me Aladdin and shit like that back in the day. So. Oh my gosh, that's really so funny. Into that when I was a youth, <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> side note, we actually just watched Aladdin the other, last weekend mm-hmm. uh, with our son. And there's they have a disclaimer at the beginning. Not that you guys have watched, or maybe you have watched a Disney movie lately, but there was a disclaimer in there saying that a lot of the depictions in there are stereotypes that Disney does not approve of. Oh, and wow. I was like, whoa. That's different. crazy. Hey, good for yeah. him. Yesterday, yeah. bro, I was just, uh, I was watching a, a bunch of Paul Mooney videos, RIP Paul Mooney. And, um, you know, he a lot of his comedy, most of his comedy was about race. And he was talking about how he didn't like uh, Disney because, you know, he felt like a lot of their depictions were racist. And he was referencing uh, Dumbo. And I guess they have some uh, birds in there that are like kind of like minstrel type birds in, in uh, Dumbo. You'll have to- Minstrel? Yeah, like like kind of like a like depictions of black people that make them seem. Oh uh, yeah, like the menstrual oh. show. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember Bugs oh. Bunny and them. I think Bugs Bunny and them did had that too, like the character with yeah. the black face and the big lips. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like almost like a black face type of thing. Like the, oh oh. Yeah. If you get a chance, you should watch this movie Bamboozled that uh, Spike Lee did with Damon Wayans and Jada Pinkett. It's all about like menstrual show. Uh, most stuff is in it too. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute since I've seen Dumbo or any of those things, so I, I honestly can't remember. But it is kind of crazy when you look at the cartoons and all these other illustrations. And I was like, wow, that's really cool that yeah. they're actually... So, but then it's it's funny because... I'm sorry, I'm taking this down a different route, but... It's, <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> but it's funny because I'm like, wow, because cartoons and that type of um, cinematic creativity requires like sometimes just a lot of freedom. So now it's like, imagine creating a cartoon or a movie where you're like, wow, what can we put in here? And what should we not? Male, female, skin color, all those different things. You have to be really sensitive because kids really absorb all that stuff. So I've actually been like way more locked in to see what type of images and you know, thought processes that they're putting forth in these movies now, because like yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, like I was just kind of watching it for the entertainment and not really yeah. all the sub context. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, hmm, what are they putting out here for these kids to see? And I think they've been yeah. doing a pretty good job of policing themselves now because it's so, you know, apparent in culture. And obviously they still like, you know, get things wrong from time to time. I was just reading something today about how they got backlash for Tilda Swinton being the ancient one character from Doctor Strange, and it was supposed to be like an Asian man, and they cast. Oh, mm-hmm. so they're yeah. like, yeah, we shouldn't have did that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so. I feel like Frozen. Frozen is a good example because there, there's that whole 
uh, cliche storyline of the woman fighting and looking for her prince and being saved by a man. And the theme changes with Frozen because rather than being saved by a man, she is saved by her family and also her sister, which is also a girl too. And I just love that because it's like, I am, you know, I have a lot of like feminist type beliefs where it's like, you know, I, I want to empower women and girls as like, you don't have to rely on somebody else or that prince, you know, to save you and all that stuff. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, not at all. You guys are stronger than us. (laughs) (laughs) So Prim, what do you got coming out? What's what we looking forward to? Well, I've been working on the next chapter with Prim Pad. As you guys know, it's a Um, you know, it explores how athletes cope with different life transitions, like retirement and identity loss, but also just like injuries, identity change, peaks in performance, challenges, all that other stuff. And we took a little bit of a hiatus or really long hiatus a year, actually. Uh, A lot of it had to do with the pandemic and, you know, my contract wasn't renewed. I also started school um, in the counseling psychology PhD program. So now I feel like I have a better handle on things. Sports is back up and running. Fortunately, Um, we're having a sense of normalcy. Got the, got finished that year in um, school. So I have a better handle on things. So Right now we're actually recording um, a few interviews to relaunch the show. So that'll be really, really fun. Nice. I can't, I can't wait to hear it. What's Um, up? um, So, you know, you're, I see like you're very much into psychology and obviously sports. Um, Like what is your feeling on like sports psychology of, of great athletes and like what separates them from the the average or even the guys Mm -hmm. and the and and the women in the tier right below them you know what separates Serena LeBron Steph Tom Brady all these people from the guy that's just one little notch underneath them what do you think yeah I mean aside from the just the physical sheer talent because I I think I just think that you have to have that you know we're we've been watching a little bit of Mike Tyson, this new documentary that's coming out. And when he's like 190 pounds at 12 years old, or, I mean, that's, you just can't compete with that, you know, like uh, that's not normal. Um, But from a mental perspective, I actually find this common thread. There's like this obsession and on the court and in sports, this competitive obsession is undeniable between the Brady's of the world and LeBron James and Serena Williams. And they are so obsessed with winning. And sometimes it's to a fault and it ends up affecting other areas of their life. But within the realm of sports, they are so. hmm? Like Tiger Woods, not to cut you off like Tiger Woods. Yes, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Somebody like Tiger Woods. And some of that is, it's really interesting. Like no one has really done any research on this, but I do believe a lot of it is genetic, but also a lot of it is very conditioned. It has to be taught at a very young young age. You just talk of Tiger Woods. We know the whole story about his dad, a green beret, and, you know, having him hit a hundred golf balls at two, three years old. So a lot of it has to be taught, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's such a fascinating thing because they're so obsessive, not just with their sport, but it's like how they eat, how they treat um, certain things, certain aspects, sleep they're you'll hear stories of all of them and they're all competitive outside of 
their respective sport. Like even when they're playing Monopoly with their family, you know, like Tom Brady wants to crush everybody, no matter what he's doing. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to see the psychology of the people at the top of any industry, but the sports industry, especially, it's it's just something, something to see. Yeah. All right, Prem, we got a question that we ask all our guests. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Hmm. Try to stop and smell the roses and enjoy the journey. It's something that I started to learn probably after my freshman year in college, but um, I was always so worried about getting to the final destination, and I never really understood what it meant to appreciate the process. Um, because you're gonna, I, I would say to my younger self, you're gonna get to where you wanna go. You're gonna achieve the things that you wanna achieve. So you might as well just stop the worrying and the anxiety and just enjoy the ride. That's sound advice. Mm-hmm. Prem, this has been a great episode. Hopefully we can have you back on later on down the line. Um, yeah, and looking time. forward to hearing uh, you know, your pod coming out. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And um, sorry for spending about 10 minutes dissecting Disney movies. But, you know, I, maybe that's proof that my movie selection isn't as awful as the Corky Romano. Yeah, Although, that, that Corky Romano, that's your favorite movie as well. I don't even know what that is. So that's, that's maybe <laughs> something I need to watch or something. I don't know. No, There's a really not, funny... <laughs> you should. If, if anything, just check out the, the cocaine, like this coke scene. It's really funny. He like accidentally sniffs it. The dogs go crazy. This German Shepherd. I, I think it's pretty funny. From, uh, Deuce Bigelow, right? Yeah. Rob Schneider. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> he knows. Deuce Bigelow. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not. It's not great cinema, but it might. It might entertain you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be. For, I'll be sure to check it out. All right, guys. Growing up the same wins the game!